When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Good afternoon, folks. This is the More Money Show. I am Steve Moore, economist with FreedomWorks and the Heritage Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you're having a great, great weekend. Um, I want to get right down to it, folks, because this is a busy day. Uh, this is going to be an action-packed hour. I pre-taped an interview with one of the world's experts on nuclear power and why this has to be a critical uh, component of America's energy future. Please, please, please. Stay for this whole hour because you're going to learn a lot. I learned a lot from uh, the capabilities that we have with our nuclear power. And what's happening, just to give you a preview of this, is that America is ceding control of the nuclear um, industry to Russia and China, just like we've been ceding control of our oil, gas, and coal markets to countries like uh, Saudi Arabia, to countries like Iran, the countries like China and Russia. And I've made, I've said it week after week after week that our energy strategy makes no sense. It's almost like our enemies are devising our energy strategy, not people who care about America's um, national security, our energy security and our economic security. So please stay tuned for that. And while I'm on the subject of energy, I want to inform you that what is happening around the world with energy is an incredible crisis. It's so reminiscent of the mistakes that were made in the 1970s. And we are, we are becoming feeble when it comes to energy. We are becoming a poverty stricken energy country. We are seeing this all over the country. In Colorado, I think I mentioned this last week on the show. They, the um, utilities actually took control of people's thermostats and told them what temperature they could set their thermostat at. And they didn't want to have it below 78 degrees during a heat wave because they were running out of electric power. What are we, a third world country in America today that we're running out of energy? Uh, and then California. Last weekend, I was in California on Labor Day weekend, and they had brownouts and they had restrictions on using energy. California is one of the most energy rich states in the world, in the United States. How can California be running out of energy? It's because they have hogtied themselves to unreliable sources of energy like wind power and solar power. Now, look, we can give you get 10 or 15 percent of our energy from wind and solar, but we're not going to get 100 percent or even 50 percent or 30 percent of our energy from wind and solar power. We have to use all of our energy resources. This is my mission, folks, to convince you and to convince our policymakers that America has to be the energy superpower. And we were. We were there under Donald Trump. We were producing more oil and gas and coal than any other country in the world. And 20 months later, we have to have a president who goes prostrate over to uh, the OPEC countries and, and begs them to produce more oil. Meanwhile, we're depleting our national reserves of oil. This is a dangerous situation. We're going to see blackouts and brownouts throughout the country. Your energy supply Think of what this means for schools, for hospitals, for our businesses, for our steel plants, for our construction, if we don't have enough energy. And this is not a problem that is some kind of physical constraint on energy. It's all politics. It's politics. It's almost like the left is so obsessed with wind and solar power that they don't want to produce anything else. And that is incredibly dangerous. It is going to hurt the poor the most because those are the people who are going to see rising energy bills, your utility bills and so on. 
And I guarantee you, if we stay on this route, folks, you're going to see um, the the politicians rationing how much energy you can use. They're going to tell you what kind of light bulb you can use, what kind of refrigerator you can buy, how much power you can use, when you can use your vacuum cleaner. I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up. This is not a conspiracy. It is already happening. If you've heard of this new idea called smart thermostats, I mean, I'm putting smart in air quotes because when they say smart thermostat, what they mean is that the government control can control the temperature in your business. They can control the temperature on your factory floor. They can control the temperature in your home, in your living room, in your bedroom. I mean, how intrusive is that? This is 1984. This is Orwellian. And so what we need to do is produce our oil, our gas, our coal. And you'll learn later in the show that nuclear power can be a big, big component of our energy needs. And by the way, if you believe that climate change is a great eco-catastrophe coming, I'm not there. I don't believe that. But if you do, and I respect people with different opinions, then you should be pro-nuclear power. Nuclear power, above all other forms of energy, emits zero greenhouse gas emissions. It is the best form of energy for reducing pollution levels. So let's use it. And a mirror is going to tell us how you can do that. One last thing, my prediction on the economy is very simple. Inflation is going to come down a bit. We're going to get down to about 5% inflation. That's still way too high, but uh, it's better than the 9 or 10%. But that's the good news. The bad news is the economy is really slowing down, folks. I'm very nervous about things. If you are thinking about getting into the workforce or getting a new job, get it now because the window is slamming shut on this economy. I guarantee it. You, you will talk in six to eight weeks, but you will see what I'm saying. You're seeing a reduction in manufacturing. You're seeing more layoffs. You're seeing more no new hiring orders by major businesses. You're seeing um, a construction industry slow down, housing slow down. All of the economic indicators, I hate to tell you this, folks, are negative right now. And so we need a new economic strategy. And I love the fact, I mean, how ironic is it that uh, we have Joe Biden uh, saying that he wants to have a celebration tour about what he's done to the economy. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, John F. Kennedy celebrating uh, the Bay of Pigs. You know, I mean, that's how tragic it is. One other quick thing, and then I'll take a quick break. Uh, how about this? Our energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, went to California recently, and she said to the, to the folks in the nation, California is the energy model for the rest of the nation. I mean, how stupid is that? They're turning the lights out in California. They got brownouts. They've got double and triple the energy prices that we face in the rest of the country. And the Biden administration is saying that's the model for the rest of our country. I mean, that's like getting getting aboard the Titanic. Folks, this is the More Money Show. A lot to talk about in this hour. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. I will be right back. It's the More Money Show on the number one talk radio station in America. W-A-B. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits, only $99 this month. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. Now we turn to our finance section with uh, with uh, Ryan and uh, Bob Payne. We have uh, Bob today with us. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for joining us. You are with uh, Payne Capital Management. And this has been an incredibly turbulent market this week. I mean, the first half, <laughs> the, the Dow and the NASDAQ were way down, and then it made a big comeback at the end of the week. What do you think is going on? Well, you know, first of all, we're in a midterm year. Um, so historically, believe it or not, the first nine months of a midterm year in the market is usually negative, Steve, and a very, a very volatile. Uh, the good news is generally after the election, uh, markets are usually very strong. So we're looking forward to a, a good final quarter. So I was looking at some of these numbers as well in terms of kind of the how the election 
seasons impact um, stock returns. And what I found, Bob, was that um, after the elections, the, especially so after the midterm elections, when you have um, one party control of government, that's the worst uh, kind of scenario for the stock market. And that the best scenario tends to be divided government, where, you know, Republicans hold one, uh, you know, uh, seat of power and the Democrats control another. And it looks like almost certainly that's going to happen. I would spend the odds that 95 percent Republicans are going to take the House. The Senate's up for grabs. But that means we're probably looking at a divided government and not one party control after November. Uh, And I would think that would be a good thing for markets. What say you? Well, it turns out when it comes to <clears throat> Washington and Congress, the market's very cynical, Steve. It's, uh, it's, it feels much better. <laughs> it feels much better when they can't get anything done and there's gridlock. Right. And right. historically, you know, the market's done much better when there's divided government. Hey, we, hey look, yeah. and let's face it. We all want that balance of power. Look what's happening now without that balance, mm-hmm. right? We have right. Uh, an imperial president, evidently. Right, right. And, you know, once you take, uh, you know, if the Republicans get to 218 in the House, which, again, I think is a high probability, then, you know, you don't have that one party control. And you do have those, as our founder said, the checks and balances. And that's got to be good for markets. It's very good for markets. And that's the whole thing is that as long as as long as the market feels that, that they can't do any harm, um, then, you know, they're going to look forward you know, to a, a more robust economy. So the um, the other thing that's going on is that uh, I've, I've talked to four or five major CEOs over the last week or two, and they are all telling me the same thing, which is that they are very nervous about the economy. They think it's really slowing down pretty rapidly. Um, one of the people I talked to was a head of a major package delivery firm. I'm not going to mention his name because it was a private conversation, but uh, this gentleman was saying that, you know, they're seeing a decline in orders. They're really worried about the next uh, three to six months. I wonder what your prognosis is. Well, I think, that, you know, all economists are saying the same thing, and they should, because the economy is slowing down. Housing market's slowing down. Uh, look at the price of oil. Oil's come down dramatically even since our last show. Actually, right. uh, John Casamitis predicted there'd be a drop in oil, and it was down yeah, five bucks the other night, he reminded us. <laughs> Good yeah. call, John. Yeah. Um, so what we're seeing right now is the economy is definitely slowing down. And as a result, the analysts have to bring down their targets and their earnings estimates and everything else. But remember, Steve, what, what we're talking to our listeners about is about investing right. and the markets are forward looking and the markets generally bottom long before, you know, we yep. see the, uh, the fundamentals bottom. So you think that the, for the medium and long term, that stock investments are still a good call? I do. I think things are priced right now for if you're a long-term investor, which, you know, if, if you're not, then there's something wrong with you. You want to be a long-term investor because short-term is just too hard to predict. Right now, we're seeing valuations that are reasonable. Uh, we're looking at 18 times forward earnings. And, you know, if you look at stock buybacks plus dividend yields, even though interest rates have gone up, that bond yields are attractive right now. Stocks are a better, be- a better deal right now than, than just about any other asset class. And do you like uh, the U.S. market more than other other? Uh, you know, I'm looking at Europe, by the way, Bob, and that country, that continent seems to be a disaster area right now with the energy shortages and uh, all sorts of other problems with uh, Russia and with Ukraine, and even Japan seems to have slowed down uh, quite a bit. Um, and so I'm wondering, is the U.S. the place to invest in? Well, I think the U.S. is always the best place to invest in because it happens to be the best place in the world, right? We're the best house <laughs> right, in, right. in bad neighborhoods, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, I think there's great opportunities in the U.S. market. But, you know, what I found over <clears throat> my long uh, career as an investor and as an advisor is it's best to diversify. And there's some great international companies, both in the emerging markets and in Europe, that are selling, you know, at discounted prices because all this information is being discounted in. And believe it or not, Steve, right now, if you invest in the European market, you're getting a dividend yield that's over 4% right now. Now, you provide, I'm talking to Bob Payne of, of Payne Capital Management, and he is one of our experts. So can you give our folks that, uh, that uh, 1-800 number for the consulting service? Yes. Uh, what we offer every week, Steve, are 10 opportunities for 10 of you to get a free evaluation 
Uh, all you have to do is call our number or text 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or you can just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So one other quick thing, and, and then we've got to take a break, uh, Bob. Oh, that The dollar has been surging um, relative to other currencies. A big article on the front page of the Wall Street Journal earlier this week about this, that the dollar is appreciated against the yen, against the yuan, against the euro, against the pound, against the peso, <laughs> almost every currency. And, you know, is this that the idea, as Neil Cavuto says, said to me on Fox News the other day, that we're the shortest, you know, the tallest midget in the in the group. But <laughs> why, why do you see that that strong dollar and what what implications does a strong dollar have for American investors? If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Well, first of all, for us, it's it's great news because it's really softened the impacts of inflation, you know, because we have That's a strong true. dollar, so yeah. we've got better buying power. Uh, but, you know, also, hey, look, our short-term interest rates have been moving up. The one-year Treasury yield is up to 3.6%. So, you know, anybody sitting in cash right now is a good place to, you know, get a positive return on your money. But um, I think right now that's the reason. You're seeing the dollar strength because our interest rates are higher. Let's face it, Steve, we're the safest place in the world to park money. Well, Ryan, uh, we got one one and a half minutes left. Uh, what what do you have to say about this? Is is uh, is this a good investment uh, environment right now for our listeners? Well, as you know, Bob and I, we've been pretty optimistic all year, which is hard to believe in the face of so much uncertainty, Steve. Um, but yeah, I think the bottom line is: look, you, and Bob likes to say this all the time: you can't get good prices without with good news. You you get good prices with bad news. Um, we've had a lot of uncertainty, a lot of bad news, but we got a hot labor market that doesn't look like it's going to cool off anytime soon. And on the ground, you know, if you look at inflation, the numbers are coming down. So we think that bodes well. In the meantime, you need to get a return on your money. It's more critical than ever. Well, this is uh, uh, you've been listening to Ryan and Bob Payne. Uh, this is the More Money Show. By the way, gentlemen, it was really fun to see you at that big uh, party that John Katsimides, the owner of d this great radio station, WABC, had. And the thrill for me, other than seeing the two of you, was hearing uh, Tony Orlando uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and Joe Piscopo. What a great performer he is. So I had a great time. Did you guys? Fantastic you time, Steve. Nice, Steve. It was great to, great to see you and great to see John. Hey, hey, what a birthday party. It was exciting. It was fun. <laughs> what a great night. Yeah, he knows how to throw a party. This is uh, the More Money Show. We will be right back. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, you need to get a game plan in place here. Inflation is real. You've got to get a return on your money. Well, here's your shot to do it. We keep 10 slots open for the whole show. If you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement, if you give us a call or text right now at 844-752-6692, Bob and I will run for our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we literally look at everything. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We're going to build you your own personalized financial portal so you get a bird's eye view of your entire financial life, and we're going to hone in on every single financial issue you need to address today. We're going to look at income. Do you have an income plan? Are you going to fill in that income gap? How are you going to draw from your portfolio and factor in inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years. We're going to put together a full income plan, show you how to optimize Social Security, how to draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at diversification. Has your portfolio been getting hit hard here? as markets have been all over the place this year, or have you been sitting <clears> in cash paralysis by analysis <throat> as literally we're at a 40-year high in inflation. We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life, and we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products that have high fees and are very tax inefficient. We're going to go through every single investment you own, deep dive on every single investment, those annuities, insurance products, brokerage products, mutual funds, show you how to reduce the cost on your portfolio that's hidden, embedded in your portfolio, and optimize your portfolio for taxes, our full tax playbook. It's not what you make. It's what you take. We have 10 slots if you saved over a million dollars for your retirement. 
All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. You won't have a plan if you're not one of the next 10 callers. So call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, you know, when it comes to financial planning, there's a lot of great metaphors that we like to use. You know, we've been in the business now for a collective 75 years. In our firm, Payne Capital Management, we oversee a billion dollars at our boutique firm. And I thought using unhealthy financial foods could be a great metaphor for a lot of these unhealthy financial products and essentially services that our uh, industry sometimes provides that our listeners really need to avoid at all costs to say, you know, the proverbial financially fair. The unfortunate thing about unhealthy foods is that they taste good. And unfortunately for fancy products, you know, that, that sound good, but really aren't good, is they come with fancy brochures, they come with a great sales pitch, and they're usually investments that end up being sold, not bought. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, empty calories, as we like to say, right? There's a lot of food out there that you can eat. They feel great going down, but you feel empty later. You know, you always talk about that's how Chinese food feels. Well, that's like a lot of products in the financial services industry, right? They have these huge brochures, like you just said. I remember when we used to work for one of the big wirehouses, we won't mention names, but we would have this huge financial plan. It was a huge book. It was leather bound, Bob, it was 75 pages, but it didn't really tell you anything. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't useful at all. So I think you have to be really careful because you know, we have a lot of fancy jargon in our industry and we have a lot of fancy brochures and you know, a lot of these annuities, they come in these beautiful brochures and they sound like they make so much sense to do, but again, you feel so empty later. You know, Rye, I mean, that's just the way it works. I mean, when I started back uh, with one of the major wirehouses back in the 70s, uh, one of the portfolio managers that I worked with very closely reminded me all the time. He said, Bob, this firm is not about helping your clients do planning or achieve their financial goals. It's a marketing organization. It's about selling them products. And they even made financial planning a product, right, as a book that you sold, um, you know, to your clients and to your future investors and it didn't really have a lot of value. And unlike today, where you can have your own financial portal, where you can do real-time planning, uh, on-the-fly planning. I mean, any one of our clients can call us any minute of the day and say, Bob, I'm thinking about taking a trip, thinking about buying a new home. I'm thinking about moving to Florida. What are the implications? Boom, in five seconds, we have a new plan. That's planning. That's what it's really about. Yeah. That's full of uh, nutrition. Yeah, and that's what you have to ask yourself. Am I getting generic financial advice, or is it, highly customized to me, right? And to your point, Bob, we've been in an era now where you can have extremely customized planning, playing what if scenarios, you know, looking at what if I retire a couple years later? What if I want to spend another $2,000 a month more than I did while I'm working? You know, what if I want to buy that beach house and, and live there in the summertime, right? So, you know, all that customization is so critical and that's what you have to really evaluate. Are you getting customized advice? Is the actual planning you're getting, is it really relevant to you? And to take it a step further, do you have an investment philosophy that's correlated to those goals? And you know, a lot of times what we find is you really don't have that, right? No, you really don't. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, the way the markets work, the way the financial media works, it's everything drives fear and greed. And a lot of times we make decisions based on how we feel or based on what our last statement looked like. So we tend to be backwards looking where what you really want to do is be forward-looking, look forward to your goals. What do I need to do to achieve those goals? How do I do it in a way where I take the least amount of risk? You know, unfortunately, Rye, you know, we look at, what, 40, 50 different uh, new potential clients every month, and we see the same thing over and over again. All of you are taking way more risk than you need to take to achieve your goals. You're making it too difficult. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the trans fats, right, of the financial <laughs> world. You know, we love to eat cakes and pies and cookies and donuts. We get that sugar high, but then the come down is pretty rough. And I'm sure a lot of you right now are experiencing that, right? You thought you had a portfolio that worked well. It was going up and up and up. We were in a bull market. And then all of a sudden this year hits, and you probably saw a lot of volatility. You saw your values drop precipitously, 
and you probably took more risk than you probably should have had in your portfolio. And this is really critical. And this is why you want to look at this right now because markets are still volatile. And when they invariably recover, it's probably not going to be the same places that recover the same way, meaning you can't have the same portfolio that you had the last couple of years. And I've talked to a lot of clients about this and they're always saying, let me say it again. And I've talked to a lot of investors about this. They say, well, I just got to wait for it to come back. So you really need to evaluate what kind of risk you have in your portfolio. And are you positioned when the market recovers? Are you in the right places? Odds are you're probably not. Hey, Rye, who on this planet doesn't know adding sugar or eating trans fats is bad for you, right? We all know it's bad <laughs> for us. Um, you know, who doesn't know that if you don't work out, you know, you might have a problem, right? You're, you're not going to be as healthy. You're not going to live as long. It's really helpful to have a trainer, really helpful to have a dietitian, have, have somebody you're accountable to, you know, to remind you that these are bad things and you won't do it. Um, you know, everything in moderation, including moderation is fine. Well, it comes to the same thing with your investments. Unfortunately, you don't know what is a sugar high in your portfolio. What's a trans fat in your portfolio? You only find out after the fact, right? You don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. And it really helps to have an advisor, someone who can analyze these things and recognize the risk ahead of time before you find out yeah. that you had a portfolio loaded with sugar and trans fat. Yeah. Well, and the stakes are higher now, right? If you're close to retirement, retired right now, you can't afford to be swimming naked. That's the problem. So you've got to be aware. And that's a great point too, Bob. You know, I use a personal trainer because I'm not that disciplined. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't on my own and left my own devices. I would just eat cakes, pies, and cookies. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to your financial life. What you have to ask yourself is the advisor you're working with, do you have a game plan? Is it a game plan that gets readjusted over time? Like I'm getting older. The, the financial trainer I've been working, let's see it again. The personal trainer I've been working with for years, he's been customizing my workouts. He's been changing them given where I am in my life, right? I'm not working on my biceps anymore like I was in my 20s. Thinking about flexibility. <laughs> I'm not getting into my, into my mid-40s. So it's the same thing with your financial planning. You just have to start to reevaluate. Do you have a game plan? Do you have a customized game plan? Is that something that's being updated on a regular basis? Just like your financial health, your, just let me say it again. Just like your physical health, your financial health, you've got to treat it the same way. You know, right? all of us need to get a physical every year. I don't care who you are. You need to get a physical, but more importantly, you need a financial physical. And if you don't have, you've had a financial physical lately, here's your chance. We literally have five slots left. If you saved over a million dollars for your retirement, Bob and I will run for your now famous total financial master plan. And we'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we will look at everything. There's no other firm out there that will do all this work at no cost. We literally build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. And we get to play what if scenarios. We have to look at all the different variables and figure out the optimal strategy for you. We're going to look at income. You know you need an income plan. How are you going to draw from your portfolios? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years because of inflation. Have you factored that in? We're going to put together a full income plan, trade security, and draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at diversification. Has it been a rough time for your portfolio the last six, seven, eight months? Has the market been all over the place? Or are you been sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money as inflation's at a 40-year high? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. <clears throat> Wall Street just loves to sell you products that have high fees and that are very tax inefficient. We'll do a deep dive of every investment you own, show you where the hidden costs are on those annuities, insurance products, mutual funds, show you how to reduce all that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes, our tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We literally have five slots left open for the show if you saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no strings attached. You don't have a plan. We don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. 
Hey, if you're learning more about myself and Bob and our firm, Pain Capital Management, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Learn more about our boutique firm right here in New York City. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, all three major averages snapped their three-week Fed-induced losing streak. The Dow rose 2.66%, while the S&P 500 gained 3.65%. The tech-heavy NASDAQ composite was 4.14% higher, virtually wiping out last week's decline. Oil rallied on Friday, but was down for the week, and at one point this week hit its lowest price since January. On the economic data front, initial jobless claims fell to the lowest reading since May. Filings for first-time unemployment insurance totaled 222,000, below expectations of 240,000 claims. Across the pond, the European Central Bank delivered an unprecedented 75 basis point interest rate hike and signaled further increases after inflation in the eurozone hit a new record high. Now, this increase comes just two weeks before our own Federal Reserve is poised to raise rates in the U.S. by 75 basis points for the third consecutive time. Now, some market participants had hoped that policymakers would slow the pace of their rate hiking campaign this fall, but strong economic data and comments from our own Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, who said again this week that he's strongly committed to bringing down inflation, have tempered those expectations. Now, the last few months have been especially tough since virtually all financial assets, both stocks and bonds, are down so far for the year, and many investors, especially more recent market participants, are concerned that a market crash is on the horizon. This bear market, like all others before it, will come to an end. It may be soon, or it may have more time to run, but markets and investors have survived much worse conditions than what we face today. History may not repeat, but markets are made up of people, and they do. Investors do the same things over and over, only the details differ. If you're feeling pessimistic about the future of the market, you're not alone. Market sentiment right now is overwhelmingly negative about the economy, about the stock market, about politics, about the global geopolitical situation. However, the S&P 500 is only down 13.76% for the year, while the Dow is just down 10%, and large company value stocks are down less than five. These represent the returns of a market correction, not a market crash. A market crash is what we experienced in 2000 and 2008 when stocks dropped over 50%. Our current situation isn't unique at all. Markets have dealt with high inflation and an aggressive Fed before. There is truly nothing new under the sun or in the markets. As Wall Street legend Bob Farrell so famously said, there are no new errors. Markets have been here before, even if today's participants haven't. The bad news is that the stock market can be unpredictable, and nobody knows exactly how it will perform over the short term. There's a chance that stock prices could fall in the coming weeks or months. And a market crash is always a concern, but never a certainty. Good news, though, is that every single market dip in history has eventually given way to a new booming bull market. In other words, every dip in history has been temporary and new highs inevitable. Hey, my son Ryan and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience in building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. This is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973 354 2276 or Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. This is Talk Radio WABC. And as I mentioned earlier, 
I'm very uh, privileged to have a great guest to talk about what is happening with our energy markets here in the United States. Everyone is feeling the effects of higher gas prices, higher utility bills. And as I've said so many weeks in a row on this show, I think what we're doing with our American energy is just almost criminal and how we are giving up our dominant position, becoming more reliant on foreign com company countries like Russia and like Saudi Arabia and like Iran. And I've often said that one of the solutions to our energy problems, a big part of our future energy needs has to come from nuclear power. So I thought, who is the smartest guy in the country on nuclear power, and that is my next guest, Amir Abnamani. And Amir, you are the uh, president and CEO of Uranium Energy Corp. And obviously, uranium is a huge part of the nuclear market. So first of all, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you, Steve. Looking forward to discussing this. It's so top of mind, and it's such, a, such an important energy and national security issue with nuclear power and uranium. You better believe it. And so, um, by the way, you were one of the people when I first met you, I don't know, about six or seven or eight years ago, you had uh, urged me to invest in uranium. And I did. And how is that market doing? That market has uh, been the best performing energy commodity or even uh, in a year where the broader stock market is down. Uranium uh, equities, uranium, I mean, you look at our shares on the New York Stock Exchange, UBC, we're up almost 30% year to date. We're up over 100% year wow. over year. And, and so definitely uranium is decoupled from the rest of the market for the simple reason that when it comes to nuclear power generation, uranium is less than 5% of the cost to the power plant uh, to operate. And so the cost is irrelevant. You have to have the supply. And nuclear energy is basically baseload power, 24-7 electricity that's emission-free. And the market is uh, right now feeling uh, what's happened in Europe, what's going to happen in the U.S., what almost happened in California. Uh, and so how do we deal with this power crisis, the energy crisis? And we need yeah. more nuclear energy. Yeah. Now, um, I couldn't agree more. And you and I have been saying that for uh, almost a decade or more. And so what does the market look like? Before we talk about what's happening in the United States, are we seeing a renaissance of nuclear power in Asia? You know, I used to like the word renaissance, but I think today it would be an understatement to say it's a nuclear renaissance. This is one of the fastest growing areas where China alone wants to build 150 nuclear reactors in the next 15 years. That would make them a bigger nuclear power country than the United States. U.S. So, currently, we have 94 reactors. Hold on, hold, yeah. hold on right there. That is such an important statistic. You know, I am so nervous about this, that we are ceding control of the world energy market to the Chinese. And, of course, they want to. So right now, they're building 30 to 50 major coal plants. But you're saying they're also building... Uh, what was that number again? Uh, nuclear? 150, 150 new reactors is their proposed plan for the next 15 years. Oh That's on top of everything else that they already have. And that would make them the biggest country for nuclear energy on the planet. We're not just ceding uh, the leadership in nuclear energy to China. We're also ceding ah. it to Russia. Russia dominates the market for the fuel. So where China wants to build more reactors, Russia controls all the uranium and nuclear fuel. Even in the United States, for the longest time, as you know, Hillary Clinton and them sold a company called Uranium One to the right. Russians with U.S. Right. assets. And as you know, and you and I have talked about, my company stepped in last year and repatriated those assets. We bought back Uranium One from Russian government but the reality is we got to play catch up now because for decades, the U.S. was basically not at the table when it came to nuclear uh, power energy and nuclear energy fuel related issues in the world. China and Russia basically dominated that. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, look at what the Trump White House put out, what the Biden administration basically agreed with. It's the only thing that's yeah. bipartisan in D.C., 
which is we gave up the leadership that we had in nuclear energy. It's a Department of Energy report that came out two years ago titled Restoring America's Competitive Advantage in Nuclear Energy. And the findings of that report, the first bullet point, we've ceded leadership to China and Russia. Number one. Number two, we have to regain it. Regaining control starts with uranium. You can't be in the nuclear business without controlling the fuel. You can go build uh, all the nuclear power plants, but if you don't have the fuel, what good is that? So this report that you were just talking about, was that issued by the Trump or the Biden administration? The Trump administration initiated an investigation into right. the dependency on foreign uranium. Uh, it, it had a lot to do with some op-eds and reports that you published that right. was very critical of not just uranium, but the, the issue around critical minerals, Okay, which uranium falls into the exact same category of these very crucial elements that we need, minerals that we need for an industrial base that we don't have. That we depend on China and Russia for. You've been a, now, you've what, been yeah. a very important voice on that. And so the Trump well, administration initiated it, yeah. but it, but the Biden administration carried it through. And now, just two hours ago, the White House has come out asking for $1.5 billion in emergency funding from Congress to go buy low enriched uranium because wow. they're concerned of one thing, Steve, they're concerned that Russia is going to do embargoes or sanctions on selling uranium to the U.S. or force U.S. utilities to have to pay in Russian ruble for nuclear fuel. And why are we worried about that? Because we don't mine any uranium in the U.S. We're the largest customer of uranium in the world. And who's our biggest supplier? Russia. Kazakhstan. So, Uzbekistan. Uh, do, I mean, but, this hold makes on. no sense. Uh, Amir, but we have uranium in the United States, do we not? We have some of the biggest uranium deposits in the world and potential. Where, by the way, where decide. is that? Where is that? Where is that deposit? Is it in the western states, in the mountains? Southwest, southwestern U.S. states, of uh, primarily Wyoming and Texas. There's okay. uh, some uranium deposits in New Mexico. So but New why, Mexico why also, are, uh, right. Why, are, why aren't we mining for it? Why aren't we getting it? See, first of all, it goes back to the end of the Cold War. When the Cold War ended, the U.S. signed a major treaty with Russia, the Highly Enriched Uranium Treaty, which you're aware of, you were a part of, and that involved dismantling Soviet-era warheads. With that, it, we basically destroyed our domestic industry for uranium mining in exchange for making sure that we de-weaponized Russia. And, and, and it worked in a way. 23,000 warheads were dismantled. Right. Maybe that was, that was a good thing. But right. there was a price we paid. Our domestic industry disappeared because by oh taking uranium out of Russian warhead and selling that into the U.S. utilities, we dropped and killed the uranium price below $10 per pound. Well, no uranium mine in the U.S. could make money right. on less than $10 per right. pound. Now, right. here we are all these years year later. That treaty with Russia has ended. Russia is now a whole other animal with geopolitical issues that we don't agree with. And we look at each other and say, geez, we don't have a domestic mining industry. We didn't invest in one. In fact, prices were so low that all of our miners went out of business. And now we need to basically play catch up. So this is an industry that, in my opinion, the domestic U U.S. uranium mining industry will be one of the fastest growing industries in the overall economy in the many years to come. Why? Because you're basically starting from a base of zero. There's no uranium mining right now. And we got to make sure that we have enough uranium to power one in every five home in America, because one in every five home in America is powered by nuclear energy. And nuclear energy needs uranium, of which we don't mine any right now. And we're dependent more than any other nation on Russia and the former Soviet Union states of Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. So, so I find this, this to be an incredibly important issue. I hope people are listening very intently on what Amir is saying. Amir runs... Uh, Uranium Energy Corporation. And this is not just an energy issue. It's not just an economic issue. As Amir is saying, folks, this is a very gigantic national security issue. Who's going to be the energy superpower? Energy has to be, nuclear energy has to be part of our portfolio. If you're agreeing, and I'd love you to address this issue, Amir, uh, if you're someone who's concerned about climate change, doesn't nuclear power 
provide a good solution to reducing our greenhouse gas emissions? We have seen that some of the biggest new supporters for nuclear energy globally are climate scientists and individuals that are concerned about what's going on with greenhouse gases. They've done the science, they've done the studies, and they've come to the conclusion that the only way we can decarbonize and address reducing greenhouse gases is to have more nuclear power in the mix. No one is saying that it should be only nuclear power and nothing else. We need gas. We need, right. we even need coal because you yes. can't just shut everything down. Yes. Okay. I agree. But in an energy, in an energy mix that includes gas, includes coal, includes renewables, even you have to have nuclear power yes. because it is large, large amounts. So, Steve, for, for the listeners benefit. Okay. It's three barrels of uranium can generate the same amount of energy as 300,000 barrels of oil. So why oh would we not utilize it? It has immense energy density. And so the science and the math basically shows that this is a power source that we must utilize if we care about the environment. And that's why the European Union, for example, for the first time this year, has modified the European taxonomy to include wow. nuclear power along with natural gas in the European taxonomy. This will have financial advantages now for building new nuclear power plants and existing ones. Inflation Reduction Act, whether we agree with it or not, I don't wow. even know why it's called that, has billions of dollars of tax credits for nuclear energy in it. Why? Because the Democrats now, for the first time, have wow. come around to agree with the Republicans. Republicans, for the longest time, have been supporters of nuclear energy yeah. exclusively in the U.S. Guess yeah. what? The Democrats, for the first time, have oh. support for nuclear power on their platform. All right. Well, good. All right. I got to take a quick break. Uh, Could I hold you over for one more uh, segment? Because this is fascinating conversation. Uh, So we'll take a quick break. Yeah, this is uh, WABC Talk Radio. You're listening to More Money Show, and I will be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. Uh, I'm talking to Amir Abnamami. He is with Uranium and Energy Corp. And we are having a, a really fascinating conversation about the future of nuclear power in this country. It's something that I have advocated so strongly for. And Amir, we only have a couple minutes left. Thanks uh, for holding over. What is the obstacle at this point? I mean, I believe we should be getting as, as much as 25 or 30 percent of our electric power generation, if not more, from nuclear power. It is efficient, it's reliable, it's cheap. So what is the major obstacle to getting this done? I think the biggest obstacle right now is the uranium price, and we need to immediately cut off the sources coming from Russia into this country. The longer we rely on this Russian supply, the longer it's going to take for the domestic industry to get up and running. There's a bipartisan bill right now in the U.S. Senate, there's a companion bill in the House that's proposing to ban Russian uranium imports. The White House has asked for emergency funding to buy more uranium and nuclear fuel. Clearly, they're concerned. Clearly, there's something in the in intelligence circles that suggests Russia might be cutting the supplies of uranium coming over here like they have with gas to Europe. We need to act now. We don't want to be playing defense once the Russians go on offense. The best thing to do at this point is to really get the domestic industry back up and running so we can be Uh, self-sufficient. Steve, you know, the chairman of my company, Spencer Abraham, he was a former U.S. energy secretary. I always remember him saying when he became energy secretary in the the George W. Bush administration, the U.S. was importing 50 percent of its oil requirements. And they looked at each other and said, this is unacceptable. We need to become self-sufficient. Okay. And then you had the Shell Revolution. And 
Look at what happened. And and I think the same can happen in uranium. We can create tens of thousands of jobs. Got it. This can be an economic right. engine. Amir, and we Amir, can got, got, create national uh, security. I got one minute left. So I know a lot of our listeners agree with you. But the one concern that we always hear about, Amir, is the safety of these plants. You got one minute. Convince my readers, I mean, my listeners, uh, that um, that nuclear power can be a major source of our energy, and it could be done safely. Nuclear power plants have had the least amount of fatality associated with nuclear power generation. It's least numbers compared to any other energy source out there. That's a fact. In the U.S., they operate by the gold standard when it comes to safety. We know exactly where the nuclear waste is. It can be reprocessed. It is controlled and contained. Waste associated with burning fossil fuels gets emitted out into the earth. That's why we have greenhouse gas problems. So with nuclear power, it's contained. These reactors have a very safe 50-year track record. Over a 50-year time frame compared to coal, gas, renewables, the least amount of fatalities are on nuclear. The numbers are so low. All right. Amir, can you and I work together to make sure that America America, uh, becomes a nuclear power superpower? Steve, it would be my honor and privilege, and I think it would be a a mission of a lifetime to make sure we do this. It would serve huge, it would have huge implications moving forward to make sure we restore that leadership of America. That that is uh, Amir, who runs Uranium Energy Corporation. He's the world's expert on nuclear power. Folks, we've got to have this as part of our mix because we're never going to be able to create enough energy from windmills and solar power. Amir, thanks so much for being with us. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC, and I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful weekend. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.